I'm Joe Lurie, and this is the Graham Sham Podcast Series on Kaya FM. This is the Graham Sham on Kaya. I'm Joe Lurie. And today we're getting to the real root of the Graham Sham because the reason this initiative was started was because of the rising levels of depression and suicide in the youth. So there seems to be no better time to be discussing this very topic. And today we have Dr. Seth Cooper, who is a clinical psychologist, the immediate past president of the International Union of Psychological Science, the president of Pan-African Psychology Union, board member of the International Science Council. You have a lot of titles. Yes. (laughs) So before you put your clinical psychologist hat on, um, I hope you don't mind. I want to ask you to put your personal cap on. Um, I've read about your history. You have a very, very, very rich history in this country. Um, you were a freedom fighter. You were a close friend and colleague of Steve Biko. With that in mind, does it disappoint you personally that this generation uses platforms like social media in the manner that we do? Is it wasted on us as a generation and the generation, well, I mean, I'm not the younger generation at 40, but my generation and the generation to follow, is it wasted on us? Yes and no. Yes, in the sense that serious opportunities arise for mobilization of conscience around common issues that youth confront and they don't use that opportunity. Uh, Unlike the Arab Spring, uh, Tunisia, Mm. and then it spread like wildfire throughout the Middle East, happened because young people were seized by the exploitation, the sheer lack of caring of people in leadership, and so uh, states fell. until militaries decided to step in and we have a return to despotism in places like Egypt, for instance. Yes. So if we look at the movements that began uh, because of Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Where... Women decided to stand up and be counted, and important celebrity women. Yes, sort of the hashtag Me yes. Too. Yeah. Uh, uh, almost bared it all, if, as it were, yes, yeah. about what happened. And the result is attorneys general decided to prosecute. It was. Uh, uh, Woody Allen's son, yeah, who was one of the biggest. Pharaoh, yes. yes, he exposed certain things, and when his sister claimed that her father had done certain things, he stood by her. So, young people can yeah. and must be our conscience in the same way that we in our teens. And early 20s, Steve Biko's writings were, uh, the bulk of it was written in his early 20s, Hmm. right? We decided in in that Christian context, 
to be witness, witness to the horror that was happening to us and to our fellow human beings and to object in the ways we can. So right now, our country, for instance, very specifically, is being taken through a roller coaster of emotions. Every day there is some serious disruption, disturbance happening, and the recipients of the downside of it are young people. And they ought to be more attuned to that and take up the cudgels on their own behalf so that their siblings following should not befall the same fate. We're going into matric now. It's going to be the usual annual fever and furore and parents and kids getting anxious about everything. And, you know, the sad part is that when those results get announced at the end of December, and I'm, being, I'm going to be kind, at least 25% of those young people will, the future will stop for them. They will not be taken up in universities or in any jobs. Mm. And they won't hit the unemployment numbers. And every quarter when Stat South Africa gives their numbers, these young people won't appear in it. They won't be counted. They won't be counted. So social media is actually the most unrestricted media. It is uncensored. And it is the truest form in 2018 of I write what I like. Mm -hmm. And we are posting selfies, filtered selfies, of course, of unf with Photoshop. Okay. What does that say about the psyche of the youth in 2018? Well, in a weird way, those people who very cleverly control certain social media uh, applications have created a new form of compliance. And that compliance is me, 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 I, I, I. If you like, the millennial quest for instant gratification yesterday. Instead of looking at, I'm going to get gratification now. I'm going to get this wonderful job tomorrow. But what about... The fact that I've ridden over somebody else who was probably better suited mm. to make that job. What about, should, should I feel anything about uh, jumping over that person? And if the answer is no, why should I? I've got a, a problem. The problem is a blunting of effect, affect. The problem is of lack of compassion and caring. And however you look at it, all our scriptures, and we've got many religions in this country, that's one of the hallmarks of our diversity, none of them put out, do it only for yourself. It talks about your brother, your sister, and being there with them. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, you will get that castle on the hill. It will have all the mod cons, it will be beautiful, but around it will be the shacks that surround our, our, our urban areas.
I, well, I think uh, humanity is in question in this this generation. I, I think that it has a lot to do with a, a word that gets thrown around and has been thrown around a lot during this series of podcasts, which is influences. And we talk a lot about influences. These are the role models of this generation. And those are all celebrities and um, you know, fashion bloggers and these sort of people. And if you think about who your influences were and who the influences are of this generation, it's a very different caliber of person. And that is not, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not questioning the character of the current influences necessarily, but they're there to influence in a very different way. And the influences of previous previous generations were there to talk about humanity and um, to impart morals and a moral code. And I think that that's maybe where it is. I think that maybe our humanity is in question. I think we have a lot of labels in this generation. We are feminists. We are vegans. We are millennials. We are many things. We are not humanists. We need to be. We need to create a new a new label here. No, we need to restore our sense of humanity. And if we don't do it ourselves, nobody else is going to. Because the scrabble out there for material wealth at any cost is so massive. We don't care who we hurt in the process. And afterwards we'll say, you see, I did it through my own bootstraps. My parents guided me on this and that. And meanwhile, we forget everybody else. Mm. Uh, and that route lies also what we see amongst an elite who are highly successful. There's a degree of sociopathy mm. there. There's a high degree of hyperactivity uh, because people sleep less. They are on the go all the time. And they want results quickly. They want the ratings to go up. They want uh, the bottom line to dramatically increase. Forget that all the socioeconomic indicators are going southwards. They want it to go northwards. And if, if they succeed in the short term, uh, they'll look fantastic. Dr. Cooper, social media, is it as social as it suggests or can it actually make us feel more isolated? Well, look, I think it's a communication media and young people communicate now more than ever before in history because of the ease of access. But there's a social cost to it, and that is further alienation. Alienation from yourself, your real needs, not knowing how to get those needs met, and doing copycat things, thinking that, well, this depression I'm feeling, I'll be okay if I just juice myself up a little bit mm. and if I post certain cute things online. Meanwhile, the depression is getting worse. So the communication is massive. But we're not socializing in the same way to get the quality of the interaction. So it's commonplace now, and adults do it. I mean, in, in the things I go to, people will routinely take a photograph of the food to post online. Now, I understand that because it's some new food. Um, 
I understand also that people want to take a photograph or two or more with the people they are there with. But there's also communication over the wine of, you know, some people who have the wine, others don't, over whatever meal you're having, you're going to engage in some conversation and maybe you won't because they're speaking in a different language, you're following what they're saying amongst each other, you catch a word here or they'll be translating to you. But otherwise, it ought not to be all of us sitting on our little devices and probably communicating with each other while we're still there, but not socializing, not having the laugh, yeah. not having not the engaged, joy yeah. of each other's company. That, uh, you know, and if you, on the other hand, young people, kids, I mean, I can say that I've got, uh, my daughter's 25, my uh, Middle son is 29, my eldest son is 31. They, they're kids. And they are uh, able, and, and younger ones, are able to greet each other effusively. They, they hug. This is a hugging uh, generation. And they hug each other very well. As they meet, they're they are touching cheeks or or, sh uh, you know, their shoulders are, are touching. But beyond that, knowing who that person is and appreciating or being aware of, let me, you know, I misread this person, now let me move on to somebody else, is not there. And then the, the forced, the, the peer pressure amongst older people in their 20s and 30s well, so-and-so really shouldn't be with us because he is not doing X, which all of us are. Or she doesn't meet our criteria. You know, it's like uh, high school uh, snot-nosed youngsters who act really bad mm. and are bullies. So you then avoid that person. Ah, yes, I know, but she's not my friend, you know, and you move on. And so what does it do? To yourself when you have this denialism and afterwards think ah, I shouldn't have brushed her off but what does it do to her who was brushed off you know so the hurt is is massive in that situation and of course the bullying the massive bullying it moves from the school uh, premises the school corridors the school playgrounds into the device yeah. And then people follow that up and repeat it. And then the, the most bizarre stuff starts happening because we look at quirkiness. We look at oddities in physical shape, in all sorts of things like that. And instead of appreciating that that's humanity, we look at how can we make fun or how can we look at them as, well, they're different and we are somebody special. And so discrimination mm. starts breeding its ugly head in a negative way. And so you will get young people going back home and falling into the trap of labeling people, using terrible words and adjectives and describing each other because we haven't been socialized appropriately 
to understand the mistake of our ways because it's peer socialization. And whilst peer socialization can be good, the majority of it can be negative. And that's part of the outcome of being socially reliant. The news you get that's for your own safety and good is not as available. You know, because more young people are not reading they are going. They they following tweets. They are following little bite-sized uh, chunks. Yes, yeah. bite-sized chunks. A meme that goes out. A short video on something. So it's not enough positive messaging. It's not good enough to base you in the reality of the world, and you come up shocked. When something happens, you go for an interview, for instance, and you are asked certain things and you're unable to answer. But what HR people do now routinely, I mean, you send your CV, but they do social media media, and it's been going on now for a couple of decades. So beware what you say and how you say it, because it will bite you. It's out there. You can delete it. But somebody can undelete it. Absolutely true. People do check your social media when you go for a job interview. So this I want to ask you, is bullying or, um, you know, that discrimination on social media, are people who are susceptible to it only people who have poor self-esteem? Or can somebody who has healthy self-esteem be broken down by something like that? Well, look, it's like, okay, let let me use an example. That I, that I use often. The, sup- the persons who put out this superiority and racism gets known as a superior, inferior thing. In my view, it's actually the totally inadequate uh, person, the insecure little guy lurking mm. in this big body, not knowing what to do with it, who gets threatened by a small little person out there who looks different. That is an inferiority complex. It's not a superiority complex. It gets masked. It becomes a projection, if you like. Bullies are always the ones who actually feel bad about themselves. themselves. They have low self-esteem. They have no sense of true self. So they assume a persona. It's easy to pick on somebody who is quiet and a little difference that you want to make fun of and feel good because others are laughing about it, you know. And it just takes one person to object and it will all unravel. But will we have in each of those groups somebody who says, but guys, let's think again about this. You know, you can get drowned because in our leadership, if people were drowned from speaking out, can you imagine what happens with young people? Because you you want to be in the in crowd. You don't want to be in the out crowd. Well, that's I mean, looking for validation is something that's as old as time. Mm -hmm. So is social media not just an extension of the human condition of looking for validation? It is. But then you're not getting that validation because a lot of the people that you engage with are probably unknown people. And some of them may assume another persona. You have predators out there, people yes. trawling yeah. and getting into chat groups and getting into all sorts of things and hooking uh, you know, uh, innocent youngsters into all sorts of uh, 
skin trade traps and all yes, that. Yes, yeah, know. absolutely. But on a on a platform like Instagram, mm. where you put up a picture and you're putting it up for likes and things like that, so they say that you get a dopamine hit when you get a like on a picture. As I mean, is that a fact? Where you get like a there's a rush of chemical. I, I would imagine that's 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 true because you you know everyone wants a positive. Uh, uh, feedback. Yeah, people will say if you know the moment they say nice things. Yes, and you're seeing the likes just yes. increasing. And dopamine to, is the reward molecule. You know, so you, you you you'll get that. Yeah. Uh, but because it's artificially uh, generated, it's very quick to get a downer. Yeah, you know. So if you're not on that, what are you going to do? You're gonna you're gonna smoke something. You're gonna pop something, so and then the dopamine uh, effect is not there anymore. You know, so yeah. it, that, that's part of what can easily happen. And look, I'm giving some of the extreme, the you know, the the, the scary scenarios because yeah. if we're not aware of that scary, oh, there's a lot of scary scenarios out there. Absolutely, yeah. and especially with uh, with videos with postings that are nakedly sexist racist violent and gory and bizarre it should stop with you mm. by sending it on you perpetuating that and also the victims are getting abused further it's like those little girls in school where rapes have happened and somebody is filmed it and just sent it out all over. Imagine what that cost is to that person. But that's also pornography and people really need to understand Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, and because we don't know what is right and wrong and our priests are doing it, what do we expect? Yeah, that's, that is really just a very you different know? issue also in terms of people's Psyche. I don't really and, understand and how teacher, people don't know right from wrong. And the teacher or, or principals are guilty of it. So who is supposed to be the elder? Who is supposed to be the parent and knowing better? They prey on little kids. These are insecure uh, persons who have no business being in the roles they are. Teaching, preaching, uh, caring roles. They should not be. They should be uh, forbidden to do that. Absolutely. Instagram has been associated with depression. Um, but people have argued that and said, you either have depression or you don't. You can't be a little bit pregnant uh, or, you know, you either are or you aren't. You can't, something can't trigger it. Is that true? Well, look, um, the analogy I'm going to use is they, they, the, the tobacco companies did the same when the issue of uh respiratory problems and cancer uh, were, were raised in the, by the researchers. Many researchers were trashed because of that. And it was paid for by the tobacco companies. And until the Attorney General in Massachusetts decided to prosecute uh, one of the big firms, I think it was Liggett and Myers or one of those uh, tobacco firms, that was the ruling ethos that smoking doesn't harm you. It's cool to smoke. 
Mm. And you had a Surgeon General who was very activist and it went on. The, the tobacco companies were, were saying it's fine. The liquor companies continue doing that. And then the irony of ironies is they say they put a little uh, discursive uh, comment there about, uh, you know, it's like the gambling stuff. Winners know when to stop. When you get hooked, who knows when to stop? And the irony is that the campaigns are supported by that liquor industry or the tobacco industry or the gambling industry when the addictions are fomented by them. So in the same way, that research or people giving opinions, we need to ask who is paying them or on whose behalf are they saying it. We know that certain well-known executives who worked in certain companies withdrew, stopped, and don't allow their kids to use certain devices. Now, we must listen to them. The EU, at the turn of this century, put out a warning about the use cell phone usage because it's a microwave device. It picks up microwave signals that it's dangerous for you and especially for young. I mean, your brain is growing and you're going to get side effects. You're going to get serious side effects. You do not find a device now to block the microwaves. There was a little device. I remember having it. And you cannot find it now because I'm sure one of the companies went ahead and bought that company off and closed it down. Right? So that's the extent. And we will hear in 10 years, 15 years' time, new syndromes arising from what I call addiction. You know, my iPad is there, I'm addicted to it, and before I go into bed, I'm going to look at it and then maybe get a high and then have sex and do this. And in the middle of it, there's going to be a little ping and I'm going to stop doing what I do because of that. Come on. How, how do you do it? So that is saying you're getting hooked. You, you know, we've got little things we wear. tells us, get up now. Of course, if you're sedentary and, uh, you know, you forget to get up now, it's a good reminder. But for your machine to tell you this, Big Brother is with us. And yeah. we're controlled by machines. And we're becoming redundant by machines. And here we have uh, the colossal irony of a little machine telling you how and what to do. Make love. Do it now. Eat. And this is what you should be eating. So there's a lot of false research out there, uh, highly suspect, because there is, you know, they, of course there is depression. But what we spoke about earlier, getting the, the highs and then not getting your likes, you're going to get depressed, you're going to get anxious. If the person you sent some uh, Instagram to or you tweeted about something or you sent a post or you sent a text message to has not read it or responded to it because you can see that it's been delivered. You can see if the person has read it, but then it's delivered and the person can see it on their screen. And unless they open the screen and go into it, it'll look uh, unread. Text, blue but text syndrome. Absolutely. Yeah. So you then, you then become blue because of that. So it can exacerbate. Yeah. The, the triggers for 
any congenital or other depression, for yeah. instance. But to say, you know, uh, people will be drunk anyway, therefore we should all just do it. I mean, it's like murder, because murder is happening. Does it justify anybody else's life no. being taken? Absolutely no, it doesn't. Not, yeah. You know, so I equate it as the same insane uh, quasi research that ought not to see the light of day. Okay, so with more time being spent online and less time spent in the real world, we really need to keep an eye on our our younger generation. Mm. Dr. Cooper, thank you so much for joining us today on the Gram Sham. Thank you for your time. Well, let the Gram Sham expose the kinds of things out there that uh, are a danger to our, our youngsters who are our future. I, I hope it does. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gram Sham podcast series with me, Joe Lurie.